Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Econphonics podcast, or I guess we could, we're also, we're debating on whether we're calling it that or the uh, Every Week is Chaos. There might be a rebranding coming up. We'll see. We'll put a poll out. We'll put a poll out. I guess so. We'll put a poll out. Uh, but it's I, me, David. On this day, I invoke Allah. We will put a poll Inshallah. out. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, David. Uh, Called the Young Prince by our good friend Connor. I'm going to start adding that to the intro. Oh, um, and I'm with, put, should... w- w- as always, I'm with my one of my best friends in the world, Lorenzo, the the king of the of Prague, <laughs> Lorenzo. Oh, That's gross. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hey, Lorenzo, how have you been? Uh, uh, that's a loaded question. We'll get back to that. Let's circle back to that. Uh, I'm the redhead. Hey. I'm supposed to say that. No, we're going to circle. <laughs> yeah, but you got short hair. I got long hair. Um, so... Let's, uh, you should add the young prince to your, um, to your Twitter handle. You know how I was like the young meacock and the young bull? Should be David the young prince, Brady. I'll think about it. <laughs> Those who would get it, get it. Those who don't, don't. Just you follow Connor Mortel this. on Twitter. Natural, natural authority. 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 Yeah. And then it's like one underscore two. I don't remember. I'm not going to link it below. I don't care that I like, much. I like, I like how you put his full name. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's on, what it's, it's listed. It's on the Mises Wire. Yeah, right? it's on the Mises Wire. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Um, so. What's on the agenda? What are we starting with? Are we going to start? I mean, actually, a good segue is me becoming a Southern man. That's a, that's a light topic. And oh, it's yeah. Not, yeah, okay. you're so, you're moving south of the Mason Dixon, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna start owning slaves. Can we can we pause? Yeah, so no slave owning. You're not doing that. No. But uh no. you you are you are moving to the south. You're getting out of that uh, that that shithole state New York. And yeah, you're moving I'm to mov- <laughs> a much brighter, much happier land. The land of the I Buckies. Mean, if you if you ask half the people on Liberty Twitter, Austin isn't much better than New York, but I can assure you yeah, okay, there are some liberals there. It doesn't mean that it's fucking the same as, as New York or California. It's actually quite nice, and I like it. Um, the area I'm in is very Spanish. That I'll be living in is very Spanish-speaking, which I like as well. Um, but, um, the yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be moving down to Austin, uh, moving date September 1st. If any of you have recommendations for various things down there that I should see or go and do, blah, 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 let me know. Um, yeah, I'll be a Southern man. You'll never take the Yankee out of me, though. You can move me out of the North, but... you don't, We don't take it out of you. We beat it out of you. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, I spent two weeks in Auburn, and I can safely say I'm no longer a Yankee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, no, but you know, you were never really strongly a Yankee to begin with. Yeah. So, like I, I uh, still identify with the North in in a lot of ways of you know the falls and the winters and folding my pizza and being an absolute utter asshole Why would you to people. Fold pizza? Why? You fold pizza because it's economical and efficient. No. This is a slice of pizza.
rest in peace to the audio listeners here. But <laughs> but please okay. please continue. Okay, this is my this is I pizza. Okay. Instead of I pencil. Yeah, I get so, the joke. <laughs> so, unfolded, weak, limp, lifeless. Folded. Well, this is not a good example. Strong, sturdy. I can eat it easier. It will go into my mouth easier. In fact, uh, <laughs> why would you just once again weak straw stable unstable paper fold it strong stable paper easy to go in my mouth so that's how you fold pizza we should do a thing where you just get clips from some of these shows I feel like some of these would be gold gotta put subway surfers underneath it I gotta <laughs> Got to get that attention span for everyone so they can properly <laughs> focus. Oh, there's no subway surfers or Minecraft parkour. How do I watch this? <laughs> there's no. There's... <laughs> it's like that one, like the car driving game. Oh yeah. When I see all the. <laughs> I, our generation's so fucked, man. It's so, it's so bad, fucked. dude. It is so bad. There's like it's so over. It is so over, but we are so back. Like we never left. <laughs> Other dudes right. can't go on dates because there's no subway surfers on the bottom half. <laughs> and so we have the advantage. <laughs> we can actually focus. This is gold. Some big agency. Uh what are your do you have any contacts with uh Tim Poole, I think you're a bitch, but get 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 our show on your network. Good lord, <laughs> that is a um, that is a hell of a way to get Tim Poole's attention. I must say, I've called him retarded on there before, just not on here. It was on Break the Cycle. Shout out Josh Smith and shout out my boy Ryan. Absolute lovely gentlemen. They're great. I love those guys. Uh, though I wish Josh wasn't running for president as with the LP because he deserves way better than that. He deserves the GOP. He deserves to go in there and debate Donald Trump and put him in his place. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> what would Josh say? What would Josh? I can just well because Josh is like he's a big softy, but he's a kind of an imposing figure. Like when you first meet him. Now, granted, he both gave us both big hugs. I think the first time we we met him. Yes. Um, well, the the first time I met him was before you did. But yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That, so, that's like, kind of his. That's kind of his style. It was great, Josh. You give great hugs. I'm very happy that I got a hug from you. Um, well, it it. I am empty of love. Okay, David. Um, so. Anyway, um, yeah, it'll be funny to see, like, <laughs> I want him to put his gauges back in. What um, you need to do, sure he oh, I need you to take a picture standing this next to Jesse when you get down to Austin. <laughs> Dude, she's shorter than the, did you see that picture of Jesse standing next to the truck? <laughs> yeah, she's actually, she's very short. Um, but, actually, that reminds me, I need to uh, see if she needs some spare cables that I found. Anyway. Moving, moving on from that. Um, yeah, I'll be moving down to Austin. I'm very excited. Um, and it'll be very interesting. I was down there last week looking at apartments, settled on an apartment. 
um, started getting some jobs. Um, yeah, things are looking up in that regard. You know, if pigs fly and hell freezes over, maybe I'll find a woman that isn't repulsed by me. Um, but what if there's pigs on a wing? I'd rather Ba-doom. three different ones. What about what if there's three different ones? I just said that. Oh wait, you did. I fuck. just said that. <laughs> I wasn't properly processing it. Because I didn't process that you said that because my brain was like, "Oh, this is a banger of a joke I'm about to drop." <laughs> I remember seeing this thing of like. I, no, I need shit. to. No, no, no. Wait, wait a second. But what if there's three different ones? Animals now confirmed one of my favorite Pink Floyd albums. Dogs is the best song off it. Not true. Um, Not true at all. It's so good. It's okay. Like, I think that someone has to, you have to, now I'm not saying, I'm not someone that gets high because I'm vehemently straight edge. Drugs are sinful and terrible. I already have the mindset of someone who is very high a lot because I say stupid shit. Right? So I can put myself in that mindset. And you listen to dogs in that mindset, and you're like, whoa, whoa, this shit bussin'. <laughs> this Good shit Lord, bussin'. Dude, maybe it's just that you're a music autist, is the thing. Oh, 100%. I'm 100% a music autist. And I, like, when, when there's like that delayed reverb thing of like, oh, whoa, whoa, over like all of the, all of the synths and stuff, and then they bring it back for sheep later on, like, Trust me, dog. I, 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 I think I, I can, I think I know what you're talking about, but like off the top of my head, I, <laughs> I didn't do a I'm good just job explaining lost. it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do a good job explaining it at all. Animals is a banger of an album, and the I, I, I think sheep, sheep, in my opinion, is the worst song on the album. I, I don't enjoy Pigs on the Wing Part One and Two are the worst songs on the album. I like actually Pigs on the Wing Two is the worst song. Pigs on a Wing One is better than Pigs on a Wing Two. They're like the same thing. No, they're not. Shut up, you communist. <laughs> well, I forget. Are they, who are the good guys? Are they the dogs? The good guys? So, this is this is where Pink Floyd gets political because after <laughs> after Wish You Were Here, Rogers was like, "We live in a society," <laughs> and. Animals. The dogs are supposed to be the the managers, like the managerial class, right? Oh, I love them. I love the managers. And class. the sheep are supposed to be like the politicians. Not well, no, the, the sheep are supposed to be like the the average man, and that, well, no, the pigs the pigs are the management and the work and the bosses. The dogs are the politicians, and the sheep are average people. There you go. I. I managed to butcher that, but we got to the conclusion, and that's the entire I knew, point I, I, of the I album. I love the dogs. They're yeah. terrible people. They're just like me. Oh, good lord. You're much um, better than a politician, my friend. That's true. I am human. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm moving to the South, and Animals is a great album. I would actually probably, you know, like, I should still give a proper listen to Dark Side of the Moon, but, like... You gotta do it, like, in... Like, the thing is, you can't just, like, casually be listening to Dark Side of the Moon. Like I gotta, like, sit down and listen to it. Well, you gotta... The way to, the way to listen to Dark Side of the Moon is you need, like, the right environment for it. And you need to so be able driving? to focus on it. So, like, I think driving late at night would, is the perfect time to listen to Dark Side of the Moon. 
I listen to Porcupine Tree when I drive late at night. See, the first time I listened to Dark Side of the Moon, like, fully through, it was in a hot tub. It was, like, an outdoor hot tub wa- looking at the stars, and it's surreal, dude. It was great. <laughs> I never learned about this. When was this? I don't know. It just was there, and so I listened to Pink Floyd. <laughs> Do you have a problem David, with that? <laughs> David Brady. Cool. I need that as a quote. It was there, and so I just listened to Pink Floyd. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, should we move? On? Let's should, should we get into more serious things? You had a thing about Andrew Tate. You put oh out? yeah, dude, I hate that guy. <laughs> Screw Andrew yeah. Tate. Have you seen like the what is it like physiognomy? Like look at his physiognomy. <laughs> he looks like a homosexual ape. <laughs> um, You're not so, wrong, but like, he, the man is ugly. Right. Like seriously, he's yeah. genuinely ugly. Before we get into, because I know you put a long thread on it, I do want to say I put my a thoughts three on it. tweet thread on this on Twitter. Yeah, that's more than one tweet. It's not as bad as uh, Jacob, but um... Jacob with like his his four thousand <laughs> word essay. I ain't reading all that. He's a lovely, lovely person, but he needs to learn brevity. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that. All right, let me just get my thoughts out of the way because they're kind of simple. I think that no matter what side you're on, you should have a legitimate and very good reason to hate Andrew Tate. I don't think there's anything redeeming about a pimp and a cam whore hustler who encourages men to not start families and encourages men to become whores. Um, I think that if you're approaching it from a liberal angle, which, God, well, I can fix you, um, if you're approaching a real angle, he's very demeaning towards women, like straight up. Like there's no respect for women. And I understand some of the red pill alpha male type stuff. Like I understand where some of it comes from. I do find some of it to be a little bit harsh toward women, but I think Andrew Tate is the prime example of that. It's just straight up fucked. Um, he, if you're going to go at it from like, you know, a traditional conservative standpoint, well, he's encouraging men to be, you know, porn-addled whores. He runs a campsite. He's a pimp. He's not conservative in any means. He doesn't represent conservative values. He doesn't want to start a family. The only reason, and this is a problem with the right in general, the right has this thing of anytime anyone is attacked by the left, they go, oh, come here, baby, come here. We're, the, we, we're tolerant. We're the real tolerant people. We'll accept you. You're, you're on our side. Anti-left is not also right. And there are some people that are very clear on that. That's one of the reasons I have a lot of respect for Shuan Head, is that Shuan Head is someone that for years could have easily pulled the card of the I left the left. Like, you know, Dave Rubin did that. Um, Tulsi did that. Um, All that other stuff. And she didn't. She's like, I'm going to get canceled by every single person on the left and still maintain my beliefs. She's wrong. It's okay. She's cool, though. Um, so the right accepted Andrew Tate with open arms, not realizing he was a vile, 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 vile human being, uh, a cam whore, or like a pimp for cam whores. I mean, he also, like, his abuse charges are n- nothing to scoff at. You know, it it's not the matrix out to get to him. It's the it's the fact that he's legitimately a very 
nasty person. Oh, oh shit, the consequences of my actions have caught up to me. Must yeah. be the government. It's like it's like that it's like that um meme was just like me sowing. Haha, yeah, this is great, and then me reaping. Like what the fuck? Like you reap what you sow. And you know, I won't I I won't complain if he gets anally drilled in prison every fucking day if he ever gets properly arrested. And also, another thing, he's a Muslim. So if we're going to go at it from that angle, so we've already discussed traditional conservative, we've already discussed um, liberal, but, you know, there are the people that talk about a racial of our culture, our heritage. I'm specifically not saying something in particular so that things don't get thing, but He's a Muslim that celebrates, like, the death of Christian institutions and stuff. Not only that, he's not even a real Muslim. He's a adulterous, drinking, smoking, gambling, homosexual ape of a man. That's Islam for you? You can have your thoughts on Islam. I mean, that checks but- out for Islam for me. I mean, I read about the Crusades, bro. <laughs> but they didn't drink. That's and that's one of the. They drink the about, blood of infants. That's what I was told. <laughs> Where did you read that? I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> what did Connor give you? He gave me the justification for the Crusades. We were right, and the solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is that Israel belongs to Rome. <laughs> Jerusalem belongs to Albania. Anyways, continue. But no, I think that there's no use defending Andrew Tate. Straight up. Like, this is is a good example of picking your battles. This is like, the left should have learned this with George Floyd. Is that, you know, if you really want to pick your figure to start a movement, why are you picking a drug-addled, violent, murderous guy who puts his gun to the belly of a pregnant woman because he was, you know, unlawfully detained by police in a way that was not great. Why are you picking that martyr Dion? Well, we know it's because the left has no principles and wants to see things burned in every Western institution, everything that's good, beautiful, and holy to be burned down to the ground and replaced with piles of piss, shit, blood, and cum. Um, But, you know... It's a good example. Pick your battles. Why, you know, don't defend this type of person. Don't defend Andrew Tate. There's no need to. Don't defend... Don't defend Ian Miles Ching Chong. He doxed people. He swatted people. Don't defend... I mean, the Maj... Don't defend Maj Teray. He's a fucking grifting piece of shit. This is a very good lesson to learn. Is... Stick with your principles. Make alliances where you can, but do not just accept someone because they were rejected by the left, the or, left or by the or by the right, like as we know it. Elaborate. Um, Maj was trying to get in with all the Republicans, like with Black Guns Matter, and they didn't really accept him, and so the Libertarians were like, "Come to us, baby. We love you." And so I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, 
there's other people that have been rejected. I mean, this is also just reject grifters in general. Like, I there's that fucking Carlin Borisenko or whatever. She's just a complete piece of work that, you know, has been unwittingly rejected by like MAGA crowd and by libertarians because of that type of stuff. And it's the one thing that the left is very good on is is pushing people like that out. You don't really a lot of former right-wingers become left-wingers, and if they do, they just turn into the most embarrassing caricatures of themselves. Example, um, Hunter Avalon is a good example. He was anti-SJW type person, um, anti-woke type person for a while, and then just completely switched hard left and just became just pathetic absolutely pathetic and that's the thing is that you know if the right was if if the right was principled in any way if someone was like i want to leave if if someone actively wanted to leave the left and join the right we shouldn't accept them until they're on their hands and knees saying we need to repeal the civil rights act (laughs) like because what people will do is just go oh well the left is full of crazies i just want some respectable liberals it's like we're not that I shouldn't say we. I'm not really technically part of the right, I don't think. But, you know, if you're a... You get the point I'm trying to get at, right? No, I, I, I get it. I, I, I think my analysis of Andrew Tate, I come at it from a slightly similar but different angles, I think. Andrew Tate is... he, he He's obviously a very much a grifter. He is... I, I, I look at, like, you know, feminists, and they, like, like a while back when, like, Andrew Tate, like, just got really big, right? Like, I didn't know who he was until, like, a little less than a year ago or something, when he was, probably not even, probably a couple months ago, when everyone was losing it, because he was all getting canceled from everything, right? And it, all these feminists were like, he's a misogynist, he's the worst, and it's like, oh, I wish he was what just the guy that. actually, That's fine. I'm what is... What is he actually talking about? And I, I think feminists need to, to cope with the fact that they created the market for this guy. Yeah. This is this is 100% the feminist fault. Because if we look uh, for centuries, for centuries, men, our role, our role, our job, like, right? Like, us as men, like, our job is to find a family and, and to care for our family. Feminism comes in and it's like, oh, we no longer need the man to take care of the family. And you can have you can argue about the merits of like women going into the workplace. Obviously, I think there's there are good cases and there are bad cases, right? And women come into the workplace and they're suddenly thinking, "Oh, we don't need men." Welfare comes in. We don't need men to take care of their families anymore. And so men are kind of like kicked to the side, left without a purpose. Which I think part part of that comes in with I think part of like secular culture and that I think that uh, the greatest loss of like having religious culture for like the broader population is is definitely that loss of like purpose that that came with it. And I'm feminists they relegate men to the side and then this new wave of feminism comes along. And this new wave of feminism says, "Oh, while you are purposeless, right? Like you're sitting here like I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what's the meaning anymore. You're an oppressor. You're an evil oppressor." And you need you need to know you're a misogynist and you're perpetuating rape culture and you're doing all these terrible things God, that they yeah. they just pitch that at men, they pitch that at you endless. And do you think that these 
men who are already feeling like they don't have a purpose, like they're trying to find a meaning, and then they start getting denigrated, like, oh, you're an oppressor, like you're a terrible person for existing. You don't think these people are going to get angry? Like, you don't expect there to be angry, purposeless men who go and look and see someone like Andrew Tate who's like, oh, yeah, screw those women. Treat them like, treat them like animals. Like, look, like... They cr- I, feminists yeah. created they, the market and, for and, Andrew Tate, and, I have to, and they need to they need to they need to look at that bed and lie in it because they created that. It, they created the market where Andrew Tate can come in and start like being as horrific as he is and get genuine attention from lost men, men that I pity and feel bad for. Well, I was almost that they didn't, like, they didn't. I have to jump yeah. in for a second. Like the the the, the thing is that because before Andrew Tate the most offensive person to women was much more mild. And it was Jordan Peterson. And the the difference between the two is Jordan Peterson was, it was about self-responsibility. It was like, oh, well, yeah, buckle. No one's going to approach you because your room is dirty. And you got to clean your room. You got to clean your room and make five-year plans. Yeah, like, and that's like basic. I mean, he was basically being the dad that a lot of men didn't have. And, then he got strung out on benzos and now posts haikus on Twitter and has lost <sighs> I in, can't, in, I, in, in I can't talk I can't even discuss how disappointing and saddening seeing Jordan Peterson's Twitter has he been. been. I wish he had stayed banned. Yeah. I wish he had stayed banned. Not because I don't like the guy, but because I was a genuine fan. I loved Jordan Peterson stuff. He, then he got political. When he stopped just talking about like psychology and religion and like finding a purpose, when he started moving into political stuff, it made me sad it, it, to see yeah. that a man that I respect absolutely go off the deep end. It, it, and I just, it's so. It's I, so I had sad. to unfollow him on Twitter because I I, I can't take him. I I can't lose what little remaining amounts of respect I have for him. And it's even by, by looking at that. It's even worse because like. He could have been, he he could have been someone that could have really ushered in a new thing for men, and it was all about personal responsibility for. And also, not to mention getting onto the Daily Wire contract. You know, the minute you like, you've just got Netanyahu's okay. fucking cock in your mouth, and like what? Go on, go on. Um, like I I. You know, I think that the, the the politics angle really just it hurt him, and then it gives a chance for very weak, effeminate men. No matter how much he wants to portray it, weak, effeminate men like Andrew Tate to come up and spew nonsense. Like the thing is that have you ever heard him speak about shit? He 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 makes really retarded statements and acts like they're a problem. Like, oh, yeah, haircuts are fucking pointless. Why the fuck would you have a haircut? It's weak. It's weak. It's like. Men have men have taken pride on stuff for like thousands of years, and you're a little brand of shit. You just call everything like you. You don't like you. you I like sparkling water because still water is from the government. The government is trying to poison you. You don't like bubbles. You're a bitch. Like really, really. This is the profound insights of this guy. Like, not only is he like dangerous to young men in terms of turning them into 
because he's not going to turn them into men that they're going to get bitches. It's it's men that are going to be alone for like he is create. He's gonna he's gonna create men. He's gonna create who incels. only inter, who are gonna who are gonna create. Yeah, he's gonna create them who create more feminists as a result. He's gonna create incels and feminists, and it's like I hate using the term incel because I think it's overused, and I think that. It's, yeah, it's a lot no, of a lot of women online use it because sex is the only metric that they can ever process in their life. But <laughs> oh yeah, we're off the chain today. Um, <laughs> oh jeez. But like, here's the thing: because I I have a deep empathy for a lot of men in that situation because I'm bitter as fuck when it comes to relationships and women in general. I, I don't like it and I and I but the thing is that I don't like it and I sincerely hope I can change that mindset and I want it to be changed. I think people because dating nowadays is fucking awful. Dating is one of the worst things that 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 men can go through because the way the market is set up and I would like to 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 really hear from women how bad it is for women as well because I I see when they talk about it and I would. I would I would very much like to actually see where the hardship is because I don't see it because what I really see is a market that is completely catered. You know, people talk about the male gaze, the dating market, especially online, is completely directed toward the female gaze. It is completely catered towards women in every single aspect and makes its money off of desperate, lonely young men. It women are flooded with too many options. And men are stranded with too few. Women use it as a way to boost their own ego. I know women that will go on and they're like, yeah, I don't even swipe. I just like see all the matches and it's a way for me to like feel better on myself. And for every woman like that, there are 10 men that swiped right on her thinking this will be maybe the person that I can talk to. And then they get more toxic. Men get more toxic because men are like, just I never get swiped right on. I never get I, I'm never good enough. And then the, the, the apps make their money because they then they go and offer these desperate men, well, you pay for Tinder premium, you can get more access. You don't. You don't. Um, and what happens is that men get really bitter towards women. And again, I'm speaking from experience. And it's something that I find deeply repulsive about myself. But I can't help but feeling. And... Uh, I think that I, I, yeah. I think I, I think part of the problem is obviously this is coming from like a, a wannabe Catholic perspective, right? I'm saying oh, wannabe boy, Catholic because I haven't been go confirmed. Go to church, but no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not Good saying news. that. I'm saying is that dating has become a game in of itself rather than a means to an end. That dating used to be. He, I'm trying to meet someone that I will eventually marry and have kids with. And so you were looking a little bit, a little bit deeper than like, you know, just plain old looks, right? That's what Beyond I that t- profile. I know. I'm and, not and, like and a lot of men guys. do. A lot. <laughs> no, but a, it used to be like it had this bigger purpose. And then dating apps came along. And I know there we have like even we have f- some friends who have found success on dating apps. And if I ever meet but it's the not. leader of Tinder, that person is not going fucking home tonight or that night ever. If I meet the leader of Bumble or Hinge, any of them, they have caused 
so much pain and suffering for men. It gamifies. Hell it gamifies the not, entire experience. Hell is too good for them. I got a text from my mom's thing. I should be a little more quiet. <laughs> yeah, but date dating apps have gamified the entire thing and I I also think that social media really social media makes everything worse because ra it replaces communication, right? It replaces going out and actually having human experiences. Why would you why would you go out to like your local skating rink when you can just talk to all your friends online? Like you can just text them and message them on Instagram or Snapchat. We, like why would you we met why each would other you do online. that? Yeah, we met each other online obviously. And then we touched grass but, and saw each other in person. But we touched grass. How tall are you? No, but, I can't remember. Like five seven. Oh, still short of me. Yeah, yeah, you're but you're you're tall and lanky, very lanky. That's true. You said I look stock like I fill out on a podcast. I'm literally Dave. You Smith. do, Dave Smith. <laughs> Shout out to my main man, Dave Smith. Uh, I met him once. Shook he's a nice guy. He's a very he's, nice. He's, he's great. a very nice guy, and uh, we both agreed that Nick Fuentes is deeply in the closet, like deeply in the closet. Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at the guy. I think, but I, um, I, I also I think that's one thing like. I know you might not agree as a Catholic. I do think that there that there needs to be like, I think there are a few people that are deeply closeted, repressed gay men that have conservative influences or, or conservative influencers, and I think they really need to go on the most outlandish, overly gay week of their life. Like, I want to see Nick Fuentes like doing drag. I think he needs to get out of his system. He's got too much of his system. Like, I think Nick Fuentes needs to take a few up the booty, like. Listen, some of these guys need to express... Like, look at Lindsey Graham. I think probably was fucking John McCain on the side. Like, John, like Lindsey Graham cried publicly with, when John McCain died. Like, that's just not... And they were good friends. Have you ever heard Lindsey Graham talk? He's gay. Have I concerned you? Yeah, a little bit. Am I wrong, though? But Am I wrong? All right, say it in the chat. Is Lindsey Graham gay? I'm not saying he is or is not. But, like I was saying, <laughs> social media yes, yes. has made interactions between humans not a thing anymore. You can be selective about who you talk to now. You can be selective of who you interact with, which means there is a whole new, new gate here which makes it difficult for men to interact with women. You're no longer just, like, going out in public where you can approach a girl and be like, hey, who are you? Instead, they can just go and be make an initial assessment based on, like, a profile picture. Yeah. And they no longer have to interact with you. And there's thus that there's not a chance to break any ice. And it makes it difficult because there's no longer social interaction. Kids are just sitting at home on their phones, interacting, talking with their friends. They aren't actually going out there and getting to know their, fr getting to know all their classmates, and know the people in their town. There's no out. longer social events, and men and women need that. They need that if they want to interact. You know how, you know, you know how like I would go out and meet a woman. I would go to an event, something I'm interested in. And talk to women who happen to be there. 
Like, it's not that difficult. Not everyone can I, I, I don't think prince, it's... Okay? I'm sorry, Connor like... Connor said uh, himself, you have game. I Apparently I do, but I just know how to how to walk up and approach a, wim, a woman. I'm scared of and women. I... <laughs> No, but I'm I am I'm only half joking. Like the concept of talking to him in a lot of times in like romantic settings in person fucking terrifies me. But, you know, now that that's out there in the world, <laughs> I really hope that like 20 years from now, if I'm like a successful musician, I really hope that no one will like come back to these and be like, "Wow." <laughs> like <laughs> I would I would have a lot more success if the women that I was into in high school weren't already dating people. Well, you know, I just really hope that, like, no one goes back to these podcasts and hears the shit I say. Like, I'm a firm believer in, like, standing by my beliefs. But there's a reason that, like, on a dating app or even talking to women in person, like, like, oh, what are your politics? I'm like, I, you know, I just kind of, you know, I don't really, I kind of stay out of politics. Like, I, I'm a moderate. No, I'm not a moderate. I'm actually quite... Extreme. Just say you're an anarchist. Chicks dig that. Don't elaborate. Just say I'm an anarchist. Actually, I have said that to one chick, and she's like, that's cool. <laughs> like, I'm I'm legit... I know there's that thing that Hanukkah put on. Rip Hanukkah. Pour one out for homie. Pour out some Manischewitz for him. Um, but, uh, like, I, I have said that. And she was like, wow, that's so cool. And I bet she was thinking, like, I'm one of those, like, red and black type, like, Ancom types. That's like, like a Rage Against the Machine style anarchist. Yeah, no, I'm actually. Where she's like, I'm punk. Knock over something. Yeah, like, I'm actually Kick extremely right wing. Kick a cop to the right ground wing. or something. <laughs> I'm extremely right wing, and I think that, you know, like. Actually, I believe the only social institution should be capitalism and the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> What if we kissed in the covenant community that we build together? God damn it. <laughs> Dating tips for Hoppians. Never. I, we could build, what would your covenant Step community? one, you got your first date. S second, second date, you bring her back to the covenant community and have her sign the contract. Have her sign the waiver to enter. <laughs> no, but, um... I think that there's a genuine lack of social interaction, which has made the dating scene that much worse. And men and women would both immensely benefit if they actually got up and went places. Like, we need, we need a generation of parents to realize how harmful social media is and to stop their kids from going on social media until they're, like, 16. Something like that. Like, I genuinely believe that. Until you get over that, like, you know, edgy teenage phase, I don't think you should be on social media. I strongly Because that agree. edgy teenage... That edgy teenage phase with access to the internet, not good for you. That is not going to be good for you at all. That's how you end up with a lot of, like, transgenders and the like. So... Yeah, that's... I, I, I think... You're right. Our, our generation is just kind of screwed in some ways. But I honestly think that some things are healing, though. Like, have you kind of noticed how I think there's a lot more maybe it's just because I look at who likes certain Instagram reels that I like and like I'll you know see with some that are like like people aren't really having a uh, people aren't enjoying our society right now and it's like not even just like the people are like yeah I don't want to deal with all your fucking pronoun bullshit I don't want to deal with that stuff like I think people are um 
I I definitely think that uh, more people are kind of waking up to that. And I am definitely, definitely happy with there. There's a small group and it's still small, but they're, they're starting to just kind of get sick and tired of this shit. And the thing to do is never have them get interested in politics ever again. Sorry, libertarians. I don't care. Uh, yeah, you know, libertarianism, our philosophy is kind of right, and, you know, we have good ethics and morals, and it's fucking miserable all the time, because, you know, I think being a libertarian, you you kind of sign away a little bit of your right to heavy political power. I don't like making the argument that post-libertarians do, but I think that it's part of the thing of, like, it's not right to use it in the way i don't think we we don't want to impose our will and i just think that people need to just not be political like i want to find me a woman that has no idea what the past 10 presidents were <laughs> i'm kidding but like i think find yourself friends who don't know about politics find yourself anyone else like finds like that's the holy grail finding someone that's like yeah i don't care about politics perfect Keep them that way. Never, ever, like, if I see you trying to give them anatomy of the state, I will slap you in the face. There's no need. There's no need. You're, 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 the trad wife you want isn't going to be on, on social media. The, so stop looking there. The, stop looking on a dating app. Look, go and go out and, like, go to an event. Go to your, go to your church. And, and you know, and you know Sorry, gonna... like, if you want to find a trad wife... You're not going to, I also just don't think that you're going to find that many trad wives, like they're marketed, like where, you know, like you get all these fake Twitter accounts where it's all these trad wives who walk around that, that, that isn't really a reality. Yeah, I don't really give a shit if my wife is trad or not. I would, I would, you know, I'm not really fussed one way or the other. And also like there's that great Sam Hyde clip that every time I see, I have to retweet on Twitter, which is the one where he's like, you know. Stop looking for a woman that aligns with you 100% politically. Because you know who aligns with you? A man. A man with Asperger's. And it's so true. It's like, uh, you know, David, our political views kind of align pretty well. I mean, not the Catholic stuff, but I am a man with mild... I'm a man with mild Asperger's. So, like, there you go. It's, you know, you see where I'm coming from. And it's so true. I think that we have just online politics and discourse has just turned people into absolute slathering monsters or completely terminally online to the point where, you know, I think I said this on Kyle's show. (laughs) I think a, a good litmus test of if you're too online or not, would you be embarrassed to tell your, your mother why you spent three hours on Twitter arguing with a guy with an anime profile picture about obscure theory and then telling him he should um, seek Canadian healthcare. Like, it's kind of pathetic. And, like, if you're doing that, there's people, there's people that, that are just so terminally online. And it's like, Stop. Throw your fucking phone away. Go sit down, read a book, play some music, preferably on vinyl. 
then you get to kind of sit and you kind of have to pay attention to it. You know, don't, it's not just touch grass, but it's touch grass and forget about your politics. Don't take the blue pill again, but don't force the red pill down your throat and everyone else's throat to keep people blissfully blue pilled because all you're going to do is hurt them. All politics do does is hurt people. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm accidentally stumbling into agorism. Good Lord. <laughs> I, I think the, the best parts about Mises U for me were the conversations that weren't about like economics or like political theory directly. They were just conversations about people's lives and their interests, like outside of the stuff. And like turning you into a college football fan. Go TCU, baby. Refrain Bazoo. No, but... I, I don't know what happened to my sweet boy. <laughs> he went away for two weeks, and now he talks about college football. I'm so excited for this TCU. college football season. I'm so excited. Like, I can't even... I can't even, like, express how excited I am to get into, like, college football. I Because honestly... I haven't been into, like, football or, like, a professional sport since, like, 2019. It's been a long I time for, since I had, like... A normal person thing to like and enjoy. I don't, I don't love watching college football to be honest. I like watching NFL way more than college football. I like watching college basketball more than I like watching um, NBA, um, especially like March Madness stuff, um, which I don't think TCU does well during March Madness. Baylor does though. Um, you shut your mouth, the... you communist. They should have nuked Waco, not Hiroshima. Should have nuked Waco. <laughs> I like how it's like... We wouldn't have had the Waco Massacre if they had just done it in 45. (laughs) I just love the concept of like... It's like... They nuked the wrong city. (laughs) (laughs) The ATF was justified because they went to Waco, not because of Koresh. The ATF got the warrant wrong. They were actually supposed to be at the Baylor's football stadium. (laughs) Oh my god. Um... I'm no, so like, I'm so excited about about the football season. Like I can't I can't express like how how excited I am to have like a normal person interest that I can talk to people about, and also because just like I've I've like by by talking and hanging out with Connor, I have now a th- now a team to root for and to get invested and interested in, and I feel like that makes it way more enjoyable. I'm gonna get so invested into Baylor football just to spite you and Connor. <laughs> I'm gonna get so invested. I'm gonna. I'm, I already have one Baylor shirt. I'm gonna get a Baylor Letterman jacket. I hate you, I hate you so much. I'm only gonna wear it like four days out of the year because it's Texas and hot all the time. But I don't. Care. You bet. If you're gonna do that, you better buy like season tickets to the Baylor football games and then just like drive the 45 minutes from Austin. I. I it's like an hour. Is it an hour? Half. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. looking. I thought it was like 45 minutes or something, but. Well, when you you know it's spot not not, a, not know, that big of a difference for a football no. game. I uh, I if there was one game I would go TCU or Baylor. It'd be any game that's at BYU because that stadium looks absolutely beautiful. It looks over the mountains in Utah. I it's had very, this conversation very, very... with Connor, and he was talking about how he loves the field for for BYU. That it has like yeah. the most beautiful field. So that's one thing that the Baylor and TCU fans can agree on is that like they're kind of excited about B- uh, BYU getting into the Big Twelve because beautiful stadiums. Also, not getting the Raider rash from Texas Tech. I, I don't know what that that's is. A, to be that's honest, that's an STD. Oh, 
Yeah. Good lord. I don't know anyone that's gotten it. Hopefully my buddy doesn't get it because he's been going steady with a, seeing a girl for a few months. Good lord. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for to root for the TCU Horn Frogs. We're from Basu, baby. I, I love around Baylor. playoff times. We're gonna have to bring Connor. Still on. gonna, still gonna, yeah, still gonna do horns down for fucking uh, UT because fuck UT. Even though I'm gonna be in Austin. Um, the anyway, going back on it, this is a good example. Look at how animated and happy we got talking about fucking college sports. I don't even follow college sports. This is I haven't politics. even started following college sports yet, but I'm so excited. <laughs> What if Connor? What have you done? <laughs> Where did you put the real David? In a closet somewhere in the Mises Institute, st- sorting through copies of what must be done. <laughs> you're just. I you're did see the there. closet with all the copies of what must be done pamphlets. <laughs> you should have given me what. Why didn't you give me the what must be done? I didn't. Pamphlet. I didn't get me... to choose what book, what little pamphlet they threw in. They were just like, "Oh, you get that when you order." Oh, Sometimes gotcha. they have I... that. So you got the social democracy pamphlet. You can order yeah. what must be done. Yeah, I read Hop. Okay. Or, uh, yeah, sorry. Hop. I read yeah, Hop. Okay, Aaron McIntyre. Yeah, I read Hop and like pulls out a copy of pulls out the pamphlet of what must be done. Yeah. Okay, I read Hop. A Hop. Yeah, I'm a great Catholic. I got a little prayer book. <laughs> yeah, I read. Yeah, I read Game of Thrones. You nerd. Put it away. I have that in my closet, so um, I shouldn't talk. It's like, yeah. Yeah? I read. I like Coca-Cola. I have yeah, a ridiculous read, Coca-Cola I read Theory collection. only reads Lou Rockwell's article on drunk driving. <laughs> I got the Irrepressible Rothbard, which has the Lou, the Rockwell, Lou Rockwell, Roth, the Rothbard Rockwell report back when they were doing that in the 90s. And I've got the I've got the America's most oppressed minority in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I read theory. <laughs> big tobacco, big twelve, small. Oh, no, no, it's big oil, big, big t- oil, big, big oil, big twelve, small tobacco, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I coined big tobacco either. I coined that in um, in the live chat of Connor's debate recap yesterday. Uh, wow, big oil, I'm big so... twelve, small tobacco, baby. Let's go. I'm gonna. It's in two years when I see you again in person. You're gonna be a chain smoker <laughs> of cigars. I don't want to get lung cancer. You don't inhale oh. cigar smoke. That's true. I oh God, I have. I gotta have a cigar sometime again soon. Maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll see Connor in Texas at some point. And, Yo, uh, good and idea. Smoke cigar with him. Get season uh, tickets to TCU's games. I'm gonna be broke down Do in it. Austin. Buy season tickets. He will go to every single game with you. Every single game. Yeah, I was I telling him that, like, I, I made a joke about, like, transferring to TCU, and he was like, I will go down every weekend for TCU games. Every yeah, why weekend. haven't you, why, you love TCU so much, why haven't you transferred? Isn't, does it have a good economics department? I have no idea. I have a college picked out. I've already committed. I have taken out loans. So. Oh. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, um, see, that's a great thing to see. Look at how we just had a great conversation without politics. Stop fucking thinking about politics all the time. 
Fucking do non-political shit. Go to shows. Go see Politics music. is fake and gay. Go touch grass and interact with women. That is the that is the No, theme. don't interact with women. That's a that's a problem. Interact with men. Um the Go Lorenzo, you're gonna find a woman by going to a TCU game. Oh Lord. Do it right now. <laughs> Romeo Buy and season Juliet. tickets right now. If you're gonna, Romeo the next time Juliet, you think about buying a speaker for your instruments, just go and buy season tickets to TCU games, and then go make, go get your find yourself a horn frog girl. Refrain Bazoo. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, but it's the Baylor quarterback and the, the TCU cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude, do it. Now you gotta. No. I'm gonna peer pressure no, you. I'm gonna. I think, wait, I'm going how to. How far is? We're gonna I find out how far, how far TCU is from. Uh, Did you know TCU from, was founded by Robert E. Lee? It was. Wow, I can see why you love it so much. <laughs> that's 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 unironically one thing that I I probably won't take down to the South is you know I, my sense on the Civil War are pretty nuanced but I don't like the. Dixie mentality too much. We can fix um, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can try, but like, I don't particularly like. Uh, I think that. Okay, but Robert E. Lee was great. Even if you don't Robert, like anyone else, Robert E. Lee was great. I think I actually like Stonewall Jackson. He was an, like he e. was an honorable think, man. A very honorable e. man. Uh, yeah. Honor, honor, Robert E. Lee was a pretty chivalrous, honorable man. When he and, was running colleges after the Civil War, because that's just what Robert E. Lee did, I guess. He, like, white students were attacking newly freed slaves who were in the in the towns, and he would just, like, he would he would beat the crap out of them and then expel them. There was, there was another... He was an incredibly um, based guy. Well, I mean, yeah, I, mean, well, I don't know. I think his military generalship actually is something to be desired, to be honest. He's talked up as a great military general, but uh, he was antiquated. Like... You know, you can shit on Grant, you can shit on Sherman, you can shit on them. They were terrible people, war criminals, et cetera, et cetera. But they knew how to fight. Um, Stonewall Jackson, another excellent commander, died too young. Um, he's actually the person that I like to learn more about when it comes to Confederates. I also like um, Colonel Vincent Witcher, who is a mad dog from Virginia with a bunch of bushwhacking cavalrymen. He would thrashed people against rocks until they died and was an absolute like insane person love him he always wore a trench coat um and had long long hair interesting do you have an answer of how far tcu is from austin oh i need to look that up look it up right now because we're going to figure out if we can get you season tickets i will crowdfund to get you season tickets to a t to tcu oh, it's it's in it's in fort worth so it's going to be about like two three hours from austin I'm not making that drive. I'm sorry. We're going to find you a horn frog girl. We're going to do it. We're going to fix you. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to fix I'm going to I'm going to find a septum piercing woman and fix her. It's a, it's a real shame that it's become a trendy thing and is like a liberal thing cuz I actually do think that a, a woman with a very tasteful septum piercing is very attractive. What, what's a septum it's piercing? A... Oh, I don't like it. I think that for most like, people it looks like like even bad, like but... I'm sure there's like some Catholic reason why I shouldn't like it, but I just don't find yeah, it. Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't like tattoos and piercings, right? That's kind of a thing that Tattoos um, are 
it depends on the tattoo and for the reason you're like, getting. Like Matt Walsh's Cairo right on the I arm. want that. I want that, like, on my arm. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to get the fucking Cairo on my forehead. <laughs> I, th okay, the Cairo is a fucking dope ass It logo. is. It's, it's great, but I want that. <laughs> I want that, like, on my forearm. Like, that would be, a, that would be, like, the only tattoo I want. You're like, getting the Cairo. I'm like, getting just from, here. like, an aesthetic standpoint, I think it looks incredibly ugly when you have, like, tattoos on your face or on your neck. Yeah, like, I think it has to be somewhere where you can conceal it at, if you want to. I have seen some people pull off neck and face tattoos, but only if it was a part of one. If they're, like, my entire body is a canvas for art. I understand. Some people are, like... I would not, hire, are, I would not hire that person, to be honest. But, the, I mean, a lot of those people are tattooed artists themselves, or they work as bartenders, they work in that field, and they're like, you know, I, I, oh, some, some, some people are like, yeah, no, like, they'll go to a tattoo shop, and they're like, try your stuff out on me. Like, I am a canvas, my body's a canvas, and I have, I have a bit of, like, respect for that. It'd be like someone renting out their house to me to record drums in, like, it's something that I really, pre or, like, letting me use their drum kit. It's, it's something that I, I think is, is very admirable, uh, or not admirable, but I, I have a respect for. Um, I think this is where I disagree with a lot of the kind of more trad cast or trad religious people is that I think that tattoos and piercings are fine. And I think that body expression is fine. If someone want, if I wouldn't hire someone with 12 different face. Well, I mean, in my line of work, I probably would. Um, if I was running like a corporate office job, I don't know if I'd hire the guy with hand tattoos and 12 different piercings. But I think that, If that's the way you want to express yourself, I'd much rather you do that than than go on hormones or chop your genitalia off or. Uh, well, now you're setting stuff. the bar really low. But like I was just talking, like I don't I don't have like a trad calf mentality about it. I just don't, I, think, I just I don't think, like it. Like I don't like I, seeing like neck neck and face tattoos. I don't like like the septum piercing or whatever. Like lip piercings. I don't like piercings. it. I think I think that uh, a nose ring is actually very attractive. You so want to you pull your girl around with like like she's a cow? Nah, I, just, I can use her hair for that. Okay, um, bud. <laughs> you go into the gutter. I'll meet you right there. Good lord, buddy. Uh, but the <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> wow. This podcast has taken several. This is today. this has been a this has been a podcast to say the <laughs> least. A, but we only hit we only hit two topics, and I love them. And uh, we all oh, you went like unhinged. This is like another episode of Break the Cycle. Like, oh. Oh, yeah. When I, I love how Mastin was like, wow, you were right. You were kind of unstable on there. I was like, oh, yeah, brother, I was. Yeah. So I think we're just about running out of time. Lorenzo, where can people find you? You can find me. I'm going to start plugging my Instagram first. Find me on my Instagram at Lorenzo underscore Silvio. Um, no politics. I actually did break that one rule. Um, and posted a Scott Horton thing about opposing dropping the bomb yesterday um, on my story. I that's like the first time in ye in like a year I've done something like that. So Scott, love you, brother. I'd hate Dr Pepper, but uh, I'll make sure someone else drinks it in your honor and probably lights up a fat joint. I'll do the <laughs> Dr Pepper part. I'll do the <laughs> and then I'll have Joe will light up the joint. Okay, where else can people find you? Uh, Twitter, prog underscore enjoyer seven. That's where I'm an unhinged retard, like I was on the show. 
Um, it's kind I'm of a specialty. Enjoyable. I was at 500 uh, followers, and then I dipped below because I think Elon got rid of some of the sex bots. So sex bots follow me back, and um, also I think there were other smaller reasons why some other people may have unfollowed me. Um, but who knows? Um, but yeah, that's where they can find me. Where they can, f- where they can find you? Where can they find you, David? Um, you can find me as as always on both Instagram and Twitter at Real David B Junior. Just Jr. We're abbreviating it. Um, you can also find my writing at Mises.org um, slash think profile slash David dash Brady dash Junior. I don't know. Just look up David Brady Junior. on on Mises.org, and you can find my writings. That's where most of my writings are probably going to be published. You can also help. Sub- you can also help by liking and subscribing to this video. Liking this video. Like, subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. Go to go go to Spotify. Listen to the episodes there occasionally. Leave a good review. Listen, listen to it on Title. Listen to it on Anchor.fm. Listen to. I don't it think we're on, on there uh, yet. But go and check it out on Spotify. Go give it a follow on Spotify. Download episodes. Give it a listen. Like the episode. Share. Subscribe. All that fun stuff. Be sure to don't share with your friends. Wait, wait, don't you, share don't with your you friends or don't if you think they'll be unhinged. There's not a Twitter, no. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Anchor. Oh, an Anchor? Anchor.fm. Isn't that where you distribute the podcast? No, I, I do it with Redbubble. Well, sorry. Yeah, um, you, you should be sorry. Also, uh, check out my band Pulse Weaver. We have an album out. Uh, it's just Pulse Weaver. The album is called Foreshadowing Fate. David has not listened to it. It's fine. It's true. Um, I it's, haven't. It's good prog rock and jazz. I, I need some. I need some things. lyrics. Yeah. Even well, Echoes and that. Shine on You, Crazy Diamond have some lyrics. Shine on You has a lot of lyrics. Yeah. Um, but but it's like mostly yeah. ten minutes of song of just mute of instruments. Do you also have your affiliate code? Oh, yeah. If you want to get some great books from the Mises Institute store, if you want to go and get amazing things such as I can't find it on my shelf right now, but I would otherwise I would grab it. If you want to get the irrepressible Rothbard with America's most persecuted minority, and it's tobacco smokers, um, then you can go and use the affiliate code Brady, B-R-A-D-Y, at checkout. And you can get, I think it's 15 or 10 or 15% off on your purchase. So go and get... You're America's most oppressed minority in print. Go and do that. Get things like yeah. David Gordon in print. All that fun jazz. I don't know. David I just I, you can't actually fan. get David. you can't actually get that. I'm just proud that I have this. Now I have it framed. Now what do you get when you cross it? <laughs> you do. You have a better David Gordon voice. My David Gordon isn't that great. And I, I don't want to tell any of David Gordon's jokes on, on the show because that would definitely no, get was, us nuked. I, I was going to do the, the Joker line. like, What do you a- get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash? You get oh. what you fucking deserve. Anyways, folks, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it so much. You all have a wonderful rest of your day. All right? We out. We out.